I'ma move that in my direction. So thankful for that, it's such a blessing, yeah. Turn every situation into heaven, yeah. Oh, you are my sunrise on the darkest day. Got me feeling some kind of way. Make me wanna savor every moment. Good evening, good evening, good evening, Steve. That song is definitely on your playlist, right? I mean, that's that's the, the theme of my summer right now. Okay, the I stopped loving your song. English. I don't know how to speak English anymore. The theme of your summer. What else is on your playlist? Uh, I got a little Miley. I, I went a little old school. Some Miley Cyrus, "Hands in the Air." Okay. Um, then a little bit of Selena. It ain't me. Uh, this is what you came for. You got to have Riri on there. Is, 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 is that what the kids call her, Riri? Is that, we is that could do thing? probably an entire show just on your summer playlist. I mean, can we talk about her and LeBron BFFs? She got a beef with uh, KD. It makes me like her more, as if I need another reason. It makes me slightly interested. Look, there's no there's no rock bands on your playlist. No, I don't. I don't. Uh, I'm, I'm a brother at heart. <laughs> <laughs> well. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll see. Uh, maybe you'll be in charge of the music next time, and uh, you, we'll come into something else. Maybe we'll go old school, a summer jam of some type. Um, Two-man show tonight, Steve, myself. Steve, I want to talk about Kirk Cousins. I want to start with Wait. Kirk Cousins. I think I'm going to end with Kirk Cousins, too, because i got a lot to say about this. Hey, uh, we we got to start. I mean, the calendar pages are turning. Let's get into football. That's that's the money maker. Well, you made it very clear you never want to talk about the NBA, or at least I, at least for a long, long time. And I'm with you on that. I'm I'm over the NBA. Um, the next the next time we talk about the NBA will be too soon. Whenever that is. <laughs> okay. Well, we're not talking about the NBA tonight. Let's talk about Kirk Cousins, specifically within the context of the most lucrative contract ever signed by a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, congratulations, Derek Carr. $125 million. DC. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, uh, do you know how much of that was guaranteed? Total guaranteed, $40 million. $25 per is the, uh, is the average breakdown. $40 million total guaranteed. Not the largest guaranteed amount of money. Mm-hmm. That, that still belongs, I believe, to Andrew Luck at 47 but the uh, the average the average per year at twenty five million one hundred twenty five million yeah absolutely this is biggest contract uh, ever signed by a quarterback to the Raiders no less uh, give, give me your first impression when you heard that news break good for Kirk I mean I think Kirk is doing somersaults jumping jacks uh, dorky high fives whatever Kirk does in his spare time I think he's excited I think. Uh, Seeing that kind of money go to Derek Carr is uh, just it just proves the theory that quarterback is the most valuable position in potentially all of professional sports. And the idea is you find a guy, he has flaws, he's not perfect, but you find a guy, he's willing to commit to your team, you're willing to commit to him, he runs your offense, and he does it at a high level, you lock him up. I mean, this is something that you know, armchair GMs all across the the city and all across the DMV have known for quite some time that I think, uh, you know, Bruce Allen and and the powers that be are, I don't know what they're doing. I think that's what we need to really get into because the thing that that struck me this week and thinking about the Derek Carr deal was the Redskins haven't given Kirk any uh, uh, anything to sweat over. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying when he was at 20, they were at 12. I'm talking uh, yeah, average yeah. annual value. So he, they, he was at, at, at 20, they were at 12. Then he had a lights-out season, 
And he was at 25, which is where his franchise tag is. And now they're at 20, reportedly, by Washington Post. Is they're at 20. So my point is they're not even in the, the, the same ballpark where they go to Kirk and say, hey, here's $24 million. Now go have a discussion with your wife. Now go talk about it and think about it. Think about it for a couple of days and see if you want to commit to this city and this franchise. They're, they're not even making him sweat. They're not even in the same ballpark. That concerns me a little bit. I'll tell you, I'm with you 100% on this. I I was happy for Derek Carr. He's an all-around nice guy. I follow him on Twitter. You know, there's a lot of stories about just the good stuff mm-hmm. that he does, right? So I'm happy for him. Um, I'm a, you know, if that's what someone's willing to pay you, you should take it. And I have no issue with him making that money. Within the context, you know, looking specifically at the Redskins, though, we've we've berated, I, I feel like we've talked about this at, at nauseum over the past year, uh, way before this podcast even. Ryan Tannehill, 19 million guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Matt Stafford, 17.6 million guaranteed. Tom Brady, 20 million guaranteed. Matt Ryan, 20.7. Phillip Rivers, 20.8. Eli, 21. Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer, right now, 21 million. Big Ben, 21.8. Russell Wilson, 21.9. Aaron Rodgers, 22. Joe Flacco, 22. Now, Joe Flacco. He got his big deal after they won the Super Bowl, so Super Bowl. probably the most justified of any of these contracts, but obviously put the Ravens at a disadvantage. Um, but nonetheless, $22.1 million. Drew Brees, final year of his contract, $24 million guaranteed. Andrew Luck, $24.5 million guaranteed. And now, obviously, uh, this year, this current uh, Derek Carr goes to $25 million per season, uh, $125 million total total value. Kirk Cousins, to me, is a steal at his guaranteed rate this year of 23.9. And and I'll say that just for one reason. Carr, Luck, Breeze, Flacco, the, the, the top of this list, none of those teams in reality are going to be competing for a Super Bowl this year. It's just not going to happen. Um, Breeze is on his way out. I mean, Breeze, I don't think he's got another max contract in him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flacco will finish this one, probably doesn't get another one after it. Carr, Luck, Cousins, Wilson... Uh, I mean, you got to go way down, all the way down this list, back to Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, before you get into folks that potentially have another max contract um, that'll come their way after the, whatever the vehicle that they're on now expires. I look at Cousins, and I, I found myself asking, I was asking myself basically two questions. Is Derek Carr work, worth more to the Raiders than Cousins is to the Redskins? And I no. And the answer is no. Second thing is, if the Raiders can find this kind of money, why can't the Redskins find it? And that's where I just hit the same brick wall of ownership. And uh, one, you know, Bruce Allen. And I, I don't care. I don't even know who who is in charge to make Eric Schaefer. Whoever's in charge over there, they got to look at this contract. Like you said, I think Cousins is looking at it and saying, "Wow, how many zeros are going to come my way now?" And uh-huh. and I think the Redskins look at it and say, "Oops." Now, now we now we're in an even worse spot than we were before, because the the awkward dance they were doing to your point, Steve, the awkward dance they were doing offering offering him well below what market value is for his services, that playbook is now gone, because if Derek Carr is worth 125 million over five or six seasons or whatever it is, um, with only 40 guaranteed, mind you, then Cousins at minimum is worth the same 40 guaranteed and probably the same total value. You, you, like this, Derek Carr hasn't accomplished anything that Kirk Cousins hasn't, if that yes. makes sense. No, it makes 100% sense. And the question is, what are you 
waiting for with Kirk. If you're Bruce Allen, and, and I know we've kind of hammered that point home, but the idea is you have a guy. That, to me, the, the whole like Super Bowl playoffs, I actually don't buy that argument of this guy hasn't won a playoff game, therefore he's not worth X amount of dollars. Or this guy hasn't won a Super Bowl, therefore he's not a franchise quarterback. To me, football is the quintessential team game. And you win as a team, you lose as a team. So it's different than the NBA when LeBron James plays offense as the primary offensive weapon and he's on the defensive end. Does Kirk Cousins play defense? No. I mean, half of the time in a game, Kirk Cousins is not on the field. So I don't look at wins and losses as much when I talk about the value of a quarterback. I look at you have a person who I'm pretty sure, and I don't have the stats in front of me, the Redskins were a top five offense last year in in total yards and and, in every statistical category. They were a top five offense. So you have... A quarterback who can run your system, which you just re-up Jay Gruden, so you run the same offense, who can run your system and turn it into a top five offense, not with the greatest weapons in the world. I mean, I don't think anyone's gonna say Deshaun and Pierre and Jordan Reed was like the greatest, you know, trio of of you know receivers that we've ever had. The idea is he created a top five offense. And on top of that, he showed that he does have some big game uh you know, Moxie and, and you look at some final drives. He had the Tampa Bay final driver that came back from 24 nothing. He had the Eagles game with the pass to Pierre to win it. He had uh, the Sunday night game in Green Bay or against Green Bay here where he lit him up. It was big, uh, big game. It's what he did to Scott McLuhan after the game. He said, how you like me or something like that. Uh, and I, of course, I know the last game didn't go the way they wanted. And I think that the funny thing is I think we should do a 30 for 30 on that last game. And I think, how that was really a pivotal moment in this franchise where Bruce Allen and Snyder were already selling playoff tickets that night and had already started the playoff ticker parade for a wild card uh, round, you know, against Dallas or whoever, Seattle or whoever. And they were planning on that. And then the wheels fell off and they lost to a Giants team who w- were literally playing for nothing and were just, you know, halfback gut three times and punting. And they lost to them, and that shook up the whole organization. It it did the Scott McLuhan thing. It started the Scott McLuhan, you know, wheels coming off. It put the magnifying glass on a lot of things for sure. Yes. Because the story went from first time in a hundred million years that the skins go back to back playoffs. It changed yes. to back to back winning seasons, which is technically true because of that tie. Uh, but obviously, that's a completely different narrative. And I would only imagine that Redskins.com was was ready, as you're saying, it was. The, the but everything was prepped for that game to end and you know to start celebrating you know this huge accomplishment in 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 the city and it didn't happen and that's the knock on Kirk right I feel like they're holding that one game over his head and saying remember that time when you didn't deliver basically and right and, that, and I'm just saying that's an asinine argument it's, oh I'm with you, you. the totality I'm with of the you. season and uh, uh, the body of work is it's incredible what he did top five offense. He and it's not like we had this amazing running game that he was handing off thirty times. We had zero running game. I mean, that that should show you more about him than anything. Well, and the defense wasn't spectacular. I mean, this exactly. team this team fought for everything they achieved last year. And you know, we I've said this before, and I hate to keep going back to it, but Matt Jones doesn't fumble in two different games on the one yard line, or the defense stops uh, Matt Stafford from going down the field and scoring, or. Or who's the kicker? Yeah, who was I know. Kicker? Or we hit, or we hit the uh, the field goal in in, in the London Cincinnati, game. In London, a- any of those things happen. A- any one of those things happen, 
and Kirk is probably signed. And we're in the playoffs. We're probably losing the first round, whatever. But it doesn't matter. Like the the narrative is completely different. But here is, we're is sitting. Nick, is Nick Novak still our kicker? No, no. It's uh, <laughs> oh man, I have to pull up a rock. It's, it's, it's the rookie. It's the little guy. It doesn't. I mean, he missed the kick, right? So he he, he missed the kick. Um, <laughs> he's still on the roster. He's still. So on, we better learn. It's this not. Game. It's not Ray Finkel. It's not Ray Finkel, if you recall. Uh, <laughs> Ace Ventura was recently on. Uh, <laughs> I, I came across it on Hulu. I couldn't turn it off. Ray Finkel <laughs> made me laugh so hard. Um, you know, but I'm looking at. I'm looking back at this. You know, you're bringing it from a what you see, like the product you see on the field. I'm looking at this now from a just a business proposition, right? If Derek Carr is worth X number of dollars, Andrew Luck, uh, same draft class, right? Twenty four point five million. Argue you could argue that Cousins has achieved more than Andrew Luck at this point. And maybe even had maybe even has done more with less talent on the team. Uh, to me, I think they're one and one a. And uh, I would prefer to have Kirk Cousins over Andrew Luck. That's just me personally. I'm, I'm sure some people would, would go the other way. Would you go the other way? Yeah. Okay. Talent. Go ahead. Talent ceiling. I, I I go off a of ceiling. I think Andrew Luck's ceiling is through the roof. I think he's got a really crappy O line and a crappier running game so i think he's he's working with a lot less over there but he's also playing in a worse division i mean his path to the playoffs is much easier agree but again what we said is playoffs super bowls is determined by a lot more than just quarterback so uh, i'm with you the gap is closed with luck i think you know if if rg3 didn't steal the spotlight of guys who completely imploded in that draft a lot of spotlight would be put on luck and the idea is can he have a bounce back season i mean this is a guy who was heralded as the savior. This is the most, you know, NFL ready quarterback to come out of college. And sure. he had a good first year, good second year, but hindsight you know. hindsight's 2020, 20, right? I mean, if he's he joined a team that won two games the previous season or one game mm-hmm. or whatever it was and then led them to the playoffs and and it was a great story. Uh but the defenses in the NFL are really really good and they figure things out really really quick. Exactly. And like you said, he led him to the playoffs in a crappy division. And by the way, when he led them to the playoffs, he was still throwing the ball to the other team quite a lot. Uh, so he's always in the top five of, of interceptions. He just throws it a bazillion times because they don't have anyone to hand it off to. But look at that division. The path for him to get to the playoffs is the easiest. The best quarterback in that division, uh, or the, the next best quarterback, depending on how you want to rank him, is probably Marcus Mariota. Uh, now it is, yeah. Who's the quarterback in Houston? Not, yeah, not Eisweiler, not Eisweiler. Yeah, I don't know. Whoever they got throwing the ball down there. They drafted some kid, I, I They think. did draft a kid. Um, and who's the other team? I always forget who's the other team in that division. Is it Titans? It's the Titans, the, the Titans, the Texans. Oh, the Jags. The Jags. Yeah. And yeah, and they're not they're not gonna be going anywhere either. But you know, so to me, I, I would I would rather have Kirk. I mean, he's playing in a he's playing in a stronger division. Uh it, he just carries. I, I just when I when I look at Kirk Cousins, I was probably I don't know maybe maybe you remember Mark Rippon. I don't remember him. I remember I, I remember, tried to hook up with his daughter. <laughs> uh, I don't remember that either. Um, you know we we'll have to do a fact check on this. This might be fake news. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, 1991. Okay, now she's like a lingerie you were, model. Okay, you she, were like she, six years old in '91. So was she. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we, we, I'm telling you, we went over to her house. He lived in Falls Church, Virginia. One of my parents' friends was his neighbor. Went over to uh, their house one night for dinner. 
She told us Mark Rippon is their next door neighbor. We went over there, caught a glimpse of uh, what was her name, Kelly. Something She's like now that. a quarterback in the lingerie league. Yeah, all the girls are all their names are getting mixed up in my head, but yeah. I mean, she's a lingerie model. Look at me. She kind of missed out. Okay, who missed out on who? <laughs> uh, we should try to track her down. Maybe we put one of the interns on it, try to track her down, and see if we can validate the story. <laughs> all, all I can recall, Mr. Steve, is uh, the the infamous uh, strolls up and down 123 in uh, Vienna, Virginia. Vienna, Virginia. Between Anita's, uh, Anita's new style Mexican whatever, Oof. Santa Fe style Mexican or whatever the, their, plug, their, their line is. I, I, I'll tell you. If Anita's comes calling for a sponsorship, okay, we don't do it, okay? The number of times I threw up in that joint, okay, that ain't Mexican food. My point was, my point was, when was the last time we had a quarterback that we were willing to say, throw the money at him, got to keep him? I mean, really, really think think about this for a second. I mean, post Mark Rippon, there's, you know, maybe we're too young to remember, but there wasn't a whole lot of anything. Uh, I remember Brad Johnson very, I was very say, clearly. The only one that would have, warranted a conversation was bj yeah i mean i remember i remember um patrick ramsey getting drafted in 95 by or 96 by north turner north turner defects from the cowboys and comes to the redskins and everybody's like oh this is amazing and he drafts uh patrick ramsey who i think is now a member of congress that didn't work out and then (laughs) you thinking of heath shuler oh he's shuler i'm sorry that was heath shuler he's shuler and then there was some dark times and then uh who's that quarterback that threw the pass backwards looked like martin lawrence Tony Banks. No, it wasn't Tony Banks. There's was, was another one. The name will come to me. But, Is it brother? Yeah. Yeah. He used to play for the Saints, and then he came over to the, to the, to the Wizards, to the Redskins. The oh, name, yeah. He was a cousin of Vic. Something like that. It, it'll come to me. But basically, there was nothing, nothing, nothing. Brad Johnson, and then Patrick Ramsey, who got ruined by... Uh, uh, Spurrier. Was it? was it Spurrier? Yeah. And then there's still another bunch of nothing, and then... And then Jason uh, Campbell. Yeah, and then Gibbs brings in Jason Campbell, who and Brunel. maybe don't, maybe don't, has don't sleep on on lefty. Well, I mean, but you weren't going to max him out, right? He was a, he was one hundred fifty yeah, exactly. when he yeah, got here. Yeah, but yeah. Campbell Campbell had some promise to him, right? If they traded up to get him, if you recall, they traded into the first yep. round him to and snag Carlos. him. That's right. And uh, he comes here, and and I'm not going to say anything negative about Joe Gibbs, but. It just didn't work. Rest in peace. It did. <laughs> no, he's still alive. He's still it, kicking. It didn't work. And then you basically have another uh, continued revolving doors. I mean, think about this. In the past 25 years, the two best quarterbacks this team has had, maybe th- let's go three best, are Brad Johnson. I'm going to have to put RG3 in there based on one year. Of course. And Kirk Cousins. And the league has completely shifted, I mean, over the la- over that time period. So but you know, it's no surprise that we haven't been competitive, but now you're in a position to be competitive. You have to pay Kirk whatever he will. I mean, at this point, you have to pay him at minimum. To me, it's at minimum, $50 million guaranteed, $22.5 million per season, and as and as many years as you can get on that contract. No, but I, 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 I'm with you on the guaranteed money. I don't think the AAV can, average annual value can go over, uh, can go under 24. Hey, that's what he's making currently on the franchise deck. Why would he agree to take well, less? Even Snyder, just for- maybe Snyder just bumps the guaranteed money up. You know, make make it sure, make which it I guess so that the only have- thing that matters. Exactly. I mean, look, look. Let me just go to this list. The what the Redskins were offering in that sixteen to eighteen million range: Matt Stafford seventeen point six, Sam Bradford seventeen and a half, Alex Smith seventeen, Andy Dalton sixteen, Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor not even on a team. Fifteen fifteen point two five. 
Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon. Fifteen million. Virginia Tech. Fifteen million. Fifteen that's million. The pride, that's the pride of Centerville High School. Bite your tongue. I mean, your boy, your boy got drafted. Went to wherever you went to Tampa. Yep. They they obviously drafted Jameis Winston. Signs a monstered contract to go to the Bears, and the Bears draft uh, Mitch Trubisky uh, on the heels of basically <laughs> signing him. Right, so like they they pulled an Eagles. Right, they they went from no quarterback to like five mm-hmm. quarterbacks, and they're overspent on all of them. So Mike Glennon's worth fifteen million in this league. Somebody's paying him fifteen million dollars in in this league per uh, you know for next season. How, how is Cousins not worth that minimum? Twenty. You know now. Um, just listening to you talking, you mentioned Trubisky, the Bears, Bucks, all that. The thought of Kirk leaving next season is crushing. Of course, <laughs> Osweiler, eighteen million. Ryan Tannehill, nineteen point two five million. Like this is these are. I mean these. I mean they're professionals, but let's be honest, that's garbage. It's garbage. But, We're gonna lose uh, Kirk uh, Cousins to the 49ers and be left with. Um, let me let me scroll down here. Brian Hoyer. Or Josh McCown, or Nick Foles, um, Matt Schaub. I mean, these are the potential names that are going to Chad Henney, uh, Drew Stanton. Colt, I mean, Colt McCoy obviously is already on the roster. He's make Colt McCoy's making nine nine million total, three million per season, three million guaranteed. It's there's there's nobody on this list. I mean, I don't want anyone else on this list. But when Kirk walks next year to the 49ers, which is the the worst case scenario that I believe is going to happen. Who's going to play quarterback for this team? I mean, that's the funny thing is all the people, which I never understood, these guys that call into Sports Talk Radio and they say, you know, uh, 22 is probably a good number, but 24 is too much. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, what? They're acting as if it's their own money. <laughs> like, it's they're, not exactly. Like they're mortgaging their home, the $2 million. $2 million, I always say, is the difference between Perry Riley and Will Compton. At, at, at middle linebacker. What is the difference between those two guys besides their skin color? What is the difference? They're both the exact same player. That's $2 million. Perry Riley would make $2 million more than Will Compton. Is Will Compton, like, can we not? Uh, it's a huge difference. We can't sustain. Right, what does uh, he cost you? Like four tackles? Like, what, what does it, he cost it, you? Exactly. Yeah. You're talking about $2 million on a salary cap that, uh, you know, is so inconsequential. If the only reason that the difference between Perry Riley and Will Compton matters is when you have a quarterback like Kirk Cousins. That's what I always say. So it's it's really nonsense. And I the only hope that I stick to is that the front office has already had these conversations, has gone through all the scenarios, has crunched all the numbers, and nothing gets done until there's a deadline. I think we know that in the business world. We know that in uh, you know the real estate world that, that you're in, Joe. And uh, we know nothing gets done until there's some heat. Uh, uh, you know, applied some pressure. So, applied. so heat's on. Does this deal get done before before July fifteenth? July fifteenth, yeah. D- does it go? Will it be larger than Derek Carr's contract? Yeah, but yes, both of those. Yes, it can't get done unless it's large. So that, that that's my point on that. So if I say yes, it's going to get done. Then that's that's the part that that drives me nuts because whatever they were going to offer, if they had done it a week ago, it probably would have gotten done if it was close to the same. You know, between Andrew no. Luck's one twenty two and Derek Carr's one twenty five. If it was in between there, it probably gets done. Yeah, I think the guaranteed money is the only thing that matters at this point anyway. So I think the fact that he's making 24 this year guaranteed, yep. I think it was always going to be... Well, uh, and that's the part, that's the silver lining here is Derek Carr's total guaranteed $40 million, right? So it's it's not as high as the previous... Yes. It's just not as high. And, and 
the Raiders are onto something. But I look at that team, two above average, one stud receiver, one above average receiver, uh, a plethora of running backs that probably help get them uh, or keep at least keep the offense on the field, keep the keep the ball moving um, towards the end zone. Defense was middle of the pack, but certainly can be improved more and more. Like this team is getting ready to move to Las Vegas, and I'm sure they looked at it and said. We want him to be the face of our franchise for the next, at minimum, five years. And they get it done. I look at the the Redskins. Okay, improving defense. Brand new core oh, yeah. of very, very tall receivers, as have been covered. You know, we've talked about them at nauseum now. Uh, still need some, some work at running back. But stronger division. Always on TV. And potentially in that same, before Cousins' next contract expires, potentially a big move back to the district, moving this team back into D.C. Potentially. Oh, stop it. So... They got to get it done. I, I think the Skins need him as much as he needs them. Um, actually, maybe the Skins need him more than than, the, than than he needs them because he can go to several places now where his system and his former coaches are now in line to call the shots, being mainly San Francisco and L.A. Can, can I just say, as on an aside, uh, I am all in on Terrell Pryor. <laughs> okay. I think don't I tell me it's because he went and was Terrell catching bat. Don't tell me because he was practicing with antonio brown is that is that hey, what he, put you over the top well he's doing yoga those yoga poses that he was doing with antonio brown all right Steve. okay you okay. you would be broken into six pieces you get sized for the pieces. weirdest things man i'm telling can you. we can we can we give a shout out to antonio brown's physical therapist andrew marcos what up Drew? personal friend of ours member of our fantasy league once upon a time well we kicked him out of it so <laughs> let's not bring that up so. <laughs> he uh, didn't make the cut somehow <laughs> no i i feel like uh, this this terrell prior thing is totally it's such a Redskins thing. I know I'm going to get so excited for him, and he's going to drop several team balls, and it's just going to kill me. But, hey, th- this defense, I know we're, we're, we're talking about Kurt, but I'm all in on this defense, man. Those rookies, they look great, at least at rookie camp, and everyone's been talking about them. Uh, you know, They've had some really solid signings that, that aren't the, the sexiest and great. I think DJ Swearinger's a great pickup. Uh, well, because you know, he they, plays they, the position that they're that they need him to play. Exactly, he's not, a, he's, I think not just, a, he's not a like a refit or a uh, or whatever it's called. He's, yeah, he's, or, he's or an actual a convert. Safety. Yeah, they're yeah. not converting him. Yeah, uh, and I love the defensive line signings. I think they got a lot of depth there. I don't think they got you know amazing talented guys. I think they got guys who are going to spell your Jonathan Allen, your Ryan Anderson coming off the edge, Kerrigan. And then I think Junior Gillette, I'm, again, I'm getting really high on him. But <laughs> Oh, come God. on. Can we wait until he just practices or does something to merit hey, all the – He uh, hasn't beaten a woman in a year and a half, so let's give it up. That wasn't let's the give issue. the man some credit. That wasn't the issue. Well, this isn't winning uh, off the field. I think it was the issue or losing uh, off the for field. that woman in the video. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. I'm encouraged too. Like I've come full circle on the receivers – but the receivers don't throw themselves the ball, although Ty- Terrell Pryor potentially could. <laughs> but the point is, you, you still need a quarterback. You need you need Kirk. I mean, this team isn't gonna. If it's one and done for Kirk Cousins, then the team essentially is at best uh, where we were with the RG the last year of RG three. You mm-hmm. know, it's he he's instrumental. He's he's gonna be super. I mean, he is super important to use a Joe Gibbs phrase, right? He's super super smart guy. Super important. <laughs> You know he's a, he's fought his heart, fought, fought his guts out. We need that guy back there under center, um, calling the shots. And I'm, you're you're big on on TP. I'm big on uh, on Mr. P Ryan. I think 
I think the Skins may have drafted themselves a, a stud running mm-hmm. back. Um, uh, uh. Stud, stud in our division, not not stud like Zeke NFL. Yeah, yeah, not not NFL level stud. Stud for our team. So right. that means come in and don't do what Matt Jones did, which is drop the right. ball at the one right. yard line repeatedly. So um, you know, Fat Rob, if he continues to progress, I'd be fine. You know, Chris Thompson will give them what you know that mm-hmm. he'll spell change everybody your pace. change of pace. So if Piran can come in and just pound the ball and move it forward. That's great. Then it takes again it takes the pressure off of uh, off of the rest of the offense. You know, they yeah. can extend these plays in it. That helps the defense. So to me, it's a big wheel. I just don't see how anyone in, within the organization or within the fan the fan base can look and say, "Yeah, Cousins isn't the right the right move here, and he isn't worth at minimum Derek Carr money." You know, but yeah, I want to ask I, you, I, I want to ask you something, Stevie. I want to I want to pivot just for a second here. There was something that came out on. Um, I don't know. Are we going to talk it. about the Senate health care bill? Um, it's dead. It's, it's <laughs> over. Or are you talking about the fake one in House of Guards? No, I'm not talking about the fake one. Fra- I'm about Francis the one. Francis Underwood was just uh, he was uh, he was diverting everyone's attention while he was uh, trying to take over the world. No, I'm talking about the one that our president called really mean. It's similar. It's similar. <laughs> diverting attention while trying to take over the world. Um, but I wanted to ask you about this thing: the uh, 1991 Redskins. Did you see this article? The 1991 best Redskins, best team uh, in the NFL over the last 30 years, and apparently, based on the metrics, it wasn't even close. Did you read this at all, or did you get it? Did I didn't read this? it. I, I saw the Twitter uh, headline, uh, and that I mean, I've seen similar lists where they're always top three, and yeah. Yeah. The, the numbers back it up. I don't know if you had the numbers in front of you, but that offense was lighting people up. They were 15 and one, and the last. Uh, were they fifteen and one, fourteen and two? They were fifteen and one. And their last. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry, fourteen and two, fourteen and two, fourteen and two, and they lost the last game against the Cowboys. That's right. I remember that. So they're fourteen and one. Right. Um, and then they lost a meaningless game. So, uh, it, it, yeah, I mean, if we remember that offense, that offense was incredible. Uh, they were setting records all over the place. Yeah, four hundred eighty-five yards or some four hundred eighty-five points. Mark Rippin, eight point five yards per pass attempt. Was second in the league, uh, thirty five hundred passing yards was the best in the NFC. Just shows you how far the game has come, right? Like thirty five hundred yeah, yards, yeah. best best in the in the NFC, fourth overall in the league. But do you know what the second overall team was on that list? No. You want to take a guess? Eighty five Bears. No. It's a two thousand. Uh, it's a two thousand team. Patriots. 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 Two thousand seven New England Patriots were number two. The delta between number one and number it was two. Seven Patriots that lost. That's right. That's right. Uh-huh. Uh, the difference, like the gap between Skins and Patriots, was closer than Patriots and the third ranked team, which is crazy. Um, oh, sorry, sorry, I said that wrong. The gap between the Skins and Second the Patriots and was larger than the Patriots and the eleventh place team. So two uh-huh. through eleven all clumped together. Skins far and away, far and away, the best team. It's interesting to, to kind of think about where we were at that time. Um, you know, I mean, I, I was like nine years old. I, I vividly do. I do remember watching that Super Bowl against the Bills. Yep. I remember 37, the, 24. Yeah. I remember, I remember having the day off and, uh, from school from sixth grade and, uh, watching the parade from home. I definitely remember some of those things. I also, I, I also remember not feeling that way in a very, very long time with the exception of maybe 2012 and the, uh, the Cinderella run fueled by uh, RG3. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to him, by the way. I think is did he get remarried? No, just pregnant. Okay, 
Okay, just clarify. <laughs> just clarify. What, are, what are your thoughts on this team? I mean, what do you remember from that team, if anything? Oh, I mean, I remember uh, the fun bunch. I remember, you know, the, the, the I mean, I'll, I'll get to Rippin in a second, but Gary Clark was my idol as a six-year-old young buck at Our Lady Good Council of Vienna, Virginia. Big shout out, uh, <laughs> Sister Adele Graham. We love you. Okay, but she's probably she's probably not listening. She's probably six feet under. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean that team was so much fun. I mean, you had the Hogs, which is the only offensive line. You know my love for offensive line. I know. Okay, and I expect come football season, I need an O line segment, uh, a weekly O line segment. We'll see if we can get um, Derek Dockery to come in and uh, co-host. Oh, uh, sixty six, false start sixty six. <laughs> I love him. Um, yeah, I mean I, that team was so complete. They had. The Hogs, which was the best O-line you know, at that time that had ever been assembled, handing off to Ernest Biner, great running back. Then you had Gary Clark, who was your deep threat. Uh, Art Monk was your catch-everything guy, you know, receptions leader. Hey, you're sleeping uh, on Ricky Sanders. Don't I, sleep I on Ricky Sanders. Sanders was your wild card. <laughs> that's right. He was Ocho Cinco uh, before Ocho Cinco. And then you, you had a really good defense. I remember Wilbur Marshall. Oh, yeah. Um, I believe Mr. Charles, Charles Mann was part Charles of Charles Mann was... was, was Yep. Yeah, you know, the Minister of Defense over here. Uh, so, yeah, that team was great. And then you had the, the, the consummate, you know, coach, leader, you know, do it everything kind of guy and Coach Gibbs. It was a team that was easy to love, I think, being in the city. And uh, it was a different time back then. I, me- I Like I said, I remember meeting Mark Rippon. I remember I met Charles Mann, got his autograph at, like, you know, sports authority, all of those things are non-existent. <laughs> I just realized. You're dating yourself. <laughs> but I mean, it was, it was a team that was invested in the community and they were, you know, accessible and stuff like that. And it was, uh, it was, a, it, was it was a really cool run. And I remember 1991 for me was the year I fell in love with sports. If I could just, if you could play some soft music in the background at this point, but 1991 was that year where it was the perfect year because it was in, in, January of 92, which the Skins win the Super Bowl. And then a few months later, his heiress, Michael Jordan, wins his first uh, championship against the Lakers. I remember going out to the driveway, doing the switcheroo off the trampoline, switch from the right hand to the left hand. I mean, that was a hell of a year in sports. Uh, you know, and the funny thing about that Redskins team shows you how great Coach Gibbs is and just how great that year was, is that Mark Rippon, the year before and the year after, sucked yep i, I mean that poo-poo like, spectacular you, ju- you just mentioned brady like brady the 07 patriots are great and the 08 patriots and the 09 and, and like you could list 10 teams that were led by brady and belichick that were amazing for the redskins it was that season it was that quarterback and the only thing that was similar between all the great redskins teams was the coach and the o-line and don't sleep on the o-line the hogs were the same uh for the doug williams team's uh, as well as the Rippin team, but that, so. that team was a lot of. Fun. I remember watching. You're you're right. The Hogs were a ton of fun to watch. Ernest Biner, but there was uh, was it Ricky Evans? I don't know why that. There's another. There was another running back on that team that was very prominent. He wore glasses. That's all I remember. Uh, 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 he scored in the uh, Gerald Riggins. Wait, no, I, I no, said Riggins, no, 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 Gerald no. Riggs, Gerald Riggs, Gerald Riggs. No, look him up. I guarantee he scored in the Super Bowl. I I'm actually playing that play in my head. I, I will bet uh, whatever sponsor money that we have. Okay, Gerald Riggs. Yes, yes, but that's not the one I'm thinking of. Uh, it'll, it'll oh, I know who you're talking about. It's a little quick guy. Yeah, a little quick guy. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember watching that. I remember you know doing the uh, – I, I have two younger sisters. I, make, I would make them stand up and run, try to run through them 
and uh, we would we would have our own football matches or football games in in the house. Um, yeah, I remember that team very vividly, and I can't remember a single team after that until until Brad Johnson in '99. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I literally can't. I mean, I vaguely remember when Snyder bought the team, and nobody really understood what that meant. I definitely remember um, Brad Johnson coming into the mix, and then I remember just the team being atrocious for the last essentially 16 out of the or 15 out of the last 17 years you know so to come full circle please just sign Kirk Cousins like yeah exactly I, I want to like I'm okay losing I'm okay losing but not not for a reason that is controllable like let's lose for a reason that's not our quarterback like related to our quarterback let's sign him and let's move forward all these other teams Derek Carr Andrew Luck just to pick on two these teams are not going to be challenging for the Super Bowl this year or even next year um but they've invested in their they've invested in their future. They 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 re upped the most important player on their team, and they said, okay, we will address the rest of this as we move forward. The skins, ironically, have addressed pretty much everything else on the roster. They've gotten, I have to give them credit. They've gotten better through the draft and with key strategic signings this off season. And the irony is that the one that's in their power to control and to take care of, they're just not doing it. So, um. You know, I know we talked to you for like forty minutes now, just about Kirk Cousins yeah, and no, Skins. I, but I mean, it's it's huge. And if they if they if they misplay this, you know, if Kirk ends mm-hmm. up no deal and walks potentially next year, because the chance of a third franchise tag is just not it's not going to mm-hmm. happen. Uh, I mean, we will we will be reliving our youth in uh, in more ways than one. But but know. yes, last thing I'll say about this is there's only two paths that the Redskins can take following this year. Either they sign Kirk Cousins and uh, establish themselves as a legitimate franchise. And, and, and if they do that, by the way, the Skins Cowboys rivalry with Dak versus Kirk. I'm for not the big next, on, I'm not big on Dak. The, uh, I'm not big on them too. The O line is the key in Dallas, yeah. but I'm just saying that the I'm quarterbacks headline it, but that Skins Cowboys rivalry. If you have a competent, Redskins team with Kirk Cousins and a competent Cowboys team that's drafting well and has star running back, great O-line. That's going to be a great rivalry for many, many years. So that's one path. And then the second path is if they don't sign him, then DC will leave the Redskins at the altar and will will, will turn towards the Nationals, Wizards. I'm with you, man. DC this, United, because this is I'm with you 100% on that. If the Skins don't get it done with Kirk, who is – the best quarterback we've had here for at least two decades now. If they, if they, if it's within their power to sign him and they don't, this fan base will not be as forgiving as they have been in the past because he, he, he may, he's not the best quarterback in the league, but he's the best quarterback we've had in a long, long time. It, again, it, it takes the question marks off of the quarterback position. He's going to continue to improve. Um, uh, they just got to get it done. They got to get mm-hmm. it done. I, I'm confident that it will get done. Um, you know, more so than I was in the past. I think this is the final straw. I think management looks at Derek Carr and says, "Well, he isn't that. He's not better than Kirk Cousins. And if he's worth that kind of money, we'd be stupid not to keep Kirk here." I mean, I know we did a roundtable and went around, and I think myself, you, and and uh, and FP all went, you know, pretty much a zippy chance that they're going to sign him long term. Um, you know, give me give me a percentage, but by July fifteen, they sign Kirk. Sixty. Sixty. Okay, I was gonna. I was actually gonna go fifty, fifty-five. I think it's. I've come. I've come up a lot, but yeah, I think we're on the same page of that, and I think 
it's putting we'll a lot see of trust what in, uh, in Bruce. We'll see what happens. Anything else you want to talk about? I'd love to talk about the Nats. I, I think we're out of time, but uh, quick. I was there Friday night, Game of Thrones night. Oh, I love me some Game of Thrones. <laughs> Winter is coming. Three weeks from, uh, I think, weeks. right now, actually. Yeah, well, shameless plug here. DTC will be doing weekly recap shows. Uh, Let's do stay it. tuned. Let's do it, Khaleesi. Lady um, Brienne. Underrated. <laughs> I, I just rewatched. Underrated. Actually, I just rewatched the last episode. Uh, spoiler alert if anyone hasn't watched it, you're an idiot. And actually who, should hasn't, be watching it. who hasn't watched the show from a year ago? Podcast and then watch it. Uh, but just Cersei is freaking amazing. You just have a thing. Um, you just have a thing for women in power. Uh, I mean, I, I don't have a thing for. I marry the the most nicest, sweetest <laughs> girls. I'm like, I don't have a thing for bad girls. Okay? <laughs> but yes, uh, what the hell are we talking about? Oh, Nats, Nats. Let's let's pivot to the Nats just for a second. I quickly recap. It was their Friday night Game of Thrones. Ten. Uh, they had Cincinnati in town. Three game series. Uh, went into extra innings. Got down five. Came back, fought off, and then Bryce had the walk-off double. Um, it was a really, really fun game. Great atmosphere. And Saturday, they put a pounding. It was almost on boring. The Reds. It was actually it, boring. I, I didn't watch it uh, through. You know, after three innings, it was twelve nothing. Bats just came alive. Trey Turner is he didn't hit for the cycle, but he was five for five, uh, and and it was five singles. And he's just why, why isn't there a mercy rule in baseball? Like just let everyone go home. I wish. I mean, baseball is all about numbers and and statistics, so that'll never happen. But uh, so yeah, they took the first two, and then today um, had had a tough outing. Yeah, Tanner had a tough outing, but it's all setting up for uh, Monday through Thursday, starting tomorrow. Defending champs are coming into town. The Cubbies not playing their best ball. Uh, Long series, right? Four four yeah, games. Yeah, four games, and and. Uh, and it's not a division vote, so it's uh, interesting. Weather's supposed to be beautiful here in D.C. the next four nights or four days. They have a 4 o'clock on Thursday. But Tuesday is the big one to circle on the calendar. Is Jake Arrieta versus Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer right now, I know he went from an, uh, he, he had the no-hitter that turned into a loss uh, on Thursday. But uh, he is the best pitcher in baseball, period. Okay, that was my Trump period right there. Uh, he is the best pitcher. In baseball. For those of you guys can't see what he's doing, but he's literally giving me the period. he's giving me the the finger, like the the Trump <laughs> finger. Which which finger is Trump? Is the Trump <laughs> finger? All okay. of them. <laughs> is that in the dossier? Full stop. <laughs> <laughs> so Tuesday night's going to be electric. It's supposed to be gorgeous weather. What are, what are we going park. for here? We're going for three three out of four, two out of four. What's a successful series for them? I mean, I, I, if if this was Chicago, I'd say you want to go in there and get a split, but coming into your ballpark you have your top four guys pitching you have, you have strasburg scherzer geos pitching tomorrow uh and joe ross will pitch on thursday but you, you have you know three of your top four pitching and uh, the cubs are you know they lost today to the marlins four to two so i mean they're not playing their best ball obviously there's a lot of trade rumors in chicago right now so uh yeah you take three out of four you send a real message Going into another huge series, we can get uh, Matt Demet to come on. They got the, the, the Mets coming in Fourth of July weekend. Should be a really fun Fourth uh, of July. You know, three games. They do the special Fourth of July game at eleven, and then the night before they do the six o'clock special game with the fireworks after. So 
my my dance card's pretty full the Nats in town for the next week and a half. Well, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. I mean, we want to, we want to see more than more than competitive baseball. We, I, I'm with you on this. I mean, they and you've covered this at nauseum now. Uh, this is a this is a good measuring stick series for them. If they yeah. if they come out and dominate, you know, they go they go three out of four or, or all four. Uh, it's more than a message. I think that's that's something that Dusty can point at and say, you know, talk to me in October. At this point, like the team, even with the 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 pitching in the state that it's in, if they can go if they can go three or four or four or four, uh, I think he can point and say you can say whatever he wants. But the team the team is postseason ready in my in my opinion, barring injury. Um, you know, but yeah, if, they mean, go, and, if they go one of if they go one and three or a split, I think it's uh, there's still tinkering that needs to be done. But it is a big series. I think it's a, it's a big series, especially because this is not the same as beating up on the Phillies for three games or beating up on the Braves or Marlins or Mets or whatever. Sure. I mean, this is a playoff contender who is obviously battle-tested, World Series champs, uh, who has a ton of firepower in that lineup. So this is this is pro ball, and I think this is uh, – I think the Nats are going to bring it. I think they're getting kind of bored of the uh, NL East – kind of hodgepodge of, of teams. So I think this will be a really good challenge for them. And I think, uh, you know, you want to, especially it's important to get some momentum going into the all-star break, uh, you know, all-star games two weeks away. So you want to get some momentum going into the break, get, get your guys rested and then come in for, uh, you know, the home stretch those last, uh, 60, uh, games or so. Steve, let's get out on this. One last question. McGregor or Mayweather? Who cares? Of course, you're so predictable. You're so you, uh, predictable. You're gonna waste my time. You are you're waste so people's time talking about okay. Floyd Mayweather. Fine. Has he? Fine. Uh, did he break the law today? I don't know. Freaking womanizer. I don't know. But it, you're, you're, but you're not. You're interested. gonna drop 150 bucks. On no, Floyd I'm not Mayweather. gonna drop anything. I'm gonna watch it of for free on Periscope. Some donk <laughs> will just point his his screen at the uh, at the. Well, he'll, some some donk will pay for it and then point his phone at it and i'll watch it that way it's not gonna i mean it'll be two rounds max now if they tinker with the rules then i would definitely pay for it and i would watch it can, you know can, like let, let me give you a hypothetical like for example for example like a, a standard round is, is three minutes right what if the first two minutes and 45 seconds was boxing and the last 15 seconds was was mma that would be incredible uh, you would watch that i would watch it yeah, that would be awesome, right? Because it would fl- it would force Floyd to actually try to fight and not just do what Floyd does, which is just, just dance dodge, around. yeah, and wear everybody out, make them tired. Because he knows if he gets to two forty five and McGregor's still standing, he, he's going to pound his he's, ass. Yeah. yeah, he's going to come at him with a with a flying like scissor kick or something. Uh, that would make <laughs> it interesting, you know. That would that would even it out. I mean, Vegas is all in on Floyd. There's yeah. it's actually a, not a good betting proposition, but. Yeah, what can, am I? Can, what am I thinking? Bringing this to you, like I, I was just gonna say, can you you're save the wrong. The C, yeah, can you save the C list segments for FP and LP? <laughs> okay, jeez, waste of my time Dude, with sleep, that. You're sleeping on MMA. I mean, I, I am too. I don't understand it. Like I'm, what, what do I know? I have, I have a, I have a, I have a daughter. Like MMA is the furthest thing from my mind, a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm, I'm still intrigued by the fight. I think they, they it was smart to put it after Game of Thrones. Before football starts, um, but when, when is it? When is it? Just humor me. August uh, 26, 25 or twenty six, whatever that Saturday is. You're gonna watch it for sure. You're gonna I'll watch, watch it. 
Yeah, you're gonna watch. Hey, it. if it was uh, between MMA or any NBA Finals game, give me MMA. Okay. <laughs> uh, can you name one MMA fighter? Not, not uh, McGregor. Ronda Rousey. <laughs> okay, retired, but fair <laughs> enough. Let's get out she on got that. Her ass beat by some chick named Holly too. Who then got her ass beat by some other chick and then retired. Ronda's too busy now anyway. She's making movies. She's making bank is what she's making. Yeah, yeah. She's she's got she's she's doing other things now. All right, Stevie. Anything else? We did a lot of Kirk, some Nats, a um, little bit of history. We gotta we gotta do a show just history, like how, like the behind the uh, the behind the podcast. Let's let's, un, uh, let's let's bring the curtains back. All right, Joe. Let's give him the inside story. <laughs> maybe maybe we bring on a few people from our uh, childhood. Uh, no females. I mean, those are the only ones I can think of. If, if Lucia Di Cardenas is listening, okay. <laughs> what do we say about last names? <laughs> what do we say about last names? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no Facebook stalking, okay, to all our listeners. This is good, Stevie. Have a good one, man. Talk to you soon. Hey, you too. You too. We are out. This has been DTC, your one-stop shop for all things DC sports. Visit us online at www.defeatingthecurse.com. Find us and follow us on all social media platforms at Defeating the Curse. Thanks for listening. Until next time, hustle and get rich.